It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. 
talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Well, 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 it is the lyrical miracle, the sexual intellectual, the cunning linguist, and the quintessential stud muffin. Joel, my schlong is like a baby's arm, like a baby up in your mama's room. And she loves it when we're listening to In the Room Gardner. Keep listening and have yourself an ear cast. So this is Christmas, and what have you done? Another year over, and you won't just be gone. And so this is Christmas. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's In the Room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, VOCNation.com, and Brady Hicks here. I, I, I couldn't be happier to be here with all you guys tonight. I think we're going to have an interesting time, for sure. we got we got a, <laughs> a great guest. You may not have heard of him, but he's uh, he's really making waves in the wrestling world. We've got TLC coming up this Sunday, and of course, all of your calls as well. 914-338-1885 is the number to get in touch with us here tonight. Uh, but before all that, I want to introduce a very special uh, special friend, uh, Kathy Fitz, the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Special friend? You're scaring me, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I do this on the fly. What do you want from me? <laughs> What's going on, Kathy? How you doing tonight? Not much, Brady. How are you doing tonight? You ready I'm for doing good. You know, storm? Oh. you know, I got a spot right in front of the house, and I couldn't be happier because that was my big concern. Uh, now that just mm-hmm. means I'll have somewhere that I'll have to go tomorrow, I guarantee you, even if it's to go <laughs> shovel my parents out. It, it's going to be bad. I know it. Um, 
Or, or it'll be nothing. We're not that's, getting uh, that's, anything, that's, Brady. I know. It's all the Poconos. That's what they... The viewing area is so big nowadays. If you're local, like Kathy, it used to just be like the Philadelphia, Jer- South Jersey area. Now it's like everywhere from Delaware to New York, they consider local. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> also joining us... A guy who will probably not be getting snow tonight. The one and only maestro of <laughs> professional wrestling. Papa Stro. How you doing, my friend? Well, that's unless I get a severe case of dandruff. But beside the point, well, uh, great to be here with you guys. <laughs> um, uh, as always. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to give you uh, some breaking news. Uh, uh, Stevie Ray oh, of Harlem Heat has invited me to be his guest for his show tomorrow night. So if you guys are on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, wherever they carry a show, uh, feel free to tune in. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Tremendous. Make sure to put me over. <laughs> oh, you, you know it. You know it. <laughs> He'll go on Absolutely. there and see me real. He'll be like, yeah, he's a jerk. And, and Stroh will be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, no, I, I will definitely check it out. Even if I can't check it out live, I will make a point to uh, – to, to, that, that's cool. That's, uh, that's a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> remember that in your plugs as well, uh, definitely, so that people can check that Absolutely. out. Uh, ten, uh, speaking of guests, tonight should be interesting. So uh, I mentioned the ECWA show a couple weeks ago. Um, I guess it was about 10 days ago now. I think it was the fifth, actually. So, yeah, 10 days ago. Uh, there was a, a, a dive that went viral. You, got, you guys, I, I, I'm pretty sure you both yeah. saw this, the, 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 the dive through the, through the, the middle ropes there. And uh, head first, uh, Mike Law, who was the World 1 champion at the time, by the way, the, the final World 1 champion. That title was unified with Joey Ace at that event. Uh, but Mike Law through the ropes, uh, head first through the uh, in-between the seat, and like the back of the chair, head first to the floor, uh, it was absolutely insane. And uh, everybody's talking about it. This thing, I, I saw like like Impact Wrestling performers and and uh, former stars from back in the day, and everybody, including. And I want to play this for you guys because it, I found it really interesting and kind of funny, uh, including our, our very good friend Kathy, Jim Cornette, even uh, weighed in on the subject. Yes. With Heyman, obviously he will do. Sorry, sorry, wrong one, wrong one. Uh, he has a lot of rants. This is the one. <laughs> Jim, sorry. I sent you an email featuring a tweet that has oh. gone around the last few days. I'm surprised you haven't seen it, and I asked you off air if you had or hadn't, because well, you remember what I've been doing every waking hour for well, the last true. couple of weeks. That's true. But at least I... 50 people have sent it to me, and I'm assuming. At least triple that sent it to you. Well, also, if it's a clip of Outlaw shit, I don't even watch that stuff mostly anymore because it's just people <laughs> trying to get famous in some respect off of me. It is from a Twitter account, ECWA Wrestling. And my first thought was, this couldn't be Jim Kettner's company. And it says, well, no, he sold it quite some time back. But I think it's the same company because it says, welcome to the East Coast Wrestling Association's official Twitter it is considered one of the premier independent promotions in the U.S., and the at is at ECWA1967, and I think that was what he used to that say was with the, the day, year. That was the day that, uh, or the year that Kettner first started promoting. Yes, it was a long-running and very respected little independent there in, in Delaware, 
and Jim Kettner did a great job, and, and he would not have had any of these f***ing goofy garbage matches that you see today on any of his shows, so I don't know what they're doing with his, his baby now. But anyway, you've sent me this. Uh, now I, I don't know what to think. I haven't clicked on it yet. I'm waiting for you. Well, let me also say, this isn't necessarily a reflection of the company or that everything there is outlaw, garbage, or indie, whatever you want to deem it, but this is a specific moment in a match that I've never seen this happen before, and I'll let you press play and call what you see. There will be an instant replay in slow motion <laughs> right after the actual clip. Well, hold on. <clears throat> I am going now to, and there's a clip, and there's a... And a well, what the f***? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, folks, the guy dove headfirst out of the ring through the second and top rope and went what looked to be three feet to the right of the guy that was supposed to catch him. And there were fold empty folding chairs in the front row. Thank goodness they were empty. And the guy went head first between the seat and the back of the chair and ended up in the and ended up in the middle of the chair after taking a roll and coming to a rest on some fat woman. What the <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, so that's pretty much what happened. I would say he, uh, he summed it up pretty well. Uh, so Colossal Mike Law is the uh, individual that Jim Cornette's talking about, and he's going to be joining us on the program tonight. My, Mike is um, he's a good friend, I would say, Kathy. Yeah. In fact, I got to hang out with him a good bit after the show, uh, You know, probably an hour, hour and a half after the show's over. We're all just kind of hanging out, talking. I, I like those New York guys, as you know. I like to hang out with them. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm happy to say that Mike was okay. You know, he was totally fine after that. So, uh, thank goodness. Because it did look like it could have been scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I, let's just say I, I don't think that their intention was to end up on Botchamania that week. That I don't think that was uh, <laughs> really even something that entered their minds. I think it just sometimes... Um. As you know, Stroh, you know don't things... last forever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or at least until the next thing happens, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I've seen worse for sure. Uh, but as you know, like things happen so fast. You know, I, I don't think he dove three feet wide of him. I think that uh, Joey Ace kind of mistimed where Mike Law was going to be, and it happens. And it happens so fast sometimes. Like, Kathy, it's like trying to change a baby's diaper when they're on the dresser. You don't want to turn your eyes for a second or that baby's falling off the dresser. You know it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. You, you want to keep your eye on Mike Ball at all times. Uh, I'm just playing, of course. Uh, so we'll be talking with Mike tonight, 914-338-1885. Uh, I, I also mentioned, uh, Stro, that uh, this is the kind of go-home week for TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, I'm, I'm really happy with the build for the two main events. I, I think it's going to be really good. And Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, I know that's going to be good as well. Um, even if these feel like matches that we get all the time, um, I don't know, like lately, it feels like they're, they're doing a good job kind of making everything feel fresh. At least to me. Oh, absolutely. It's great. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, Randy playing off the fact that the thing is supernatural ability, if you will. It's really yeah. cool. So it's, it's been fun. It has been fun. And uh, I, and I, again, like anytime you put AJ Styles in that spot, he shines. 
And Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. he's like he's in his prime right now. I I just I think that that is going to be a match that we're talking about for probably yeah you know, everything that they thought Seth Rollins and AJ Styles was going to be. I think this is going to be even better. So I couldn't yeah. be happy. I, I couldn't be happier about that. And, and Roman's been turning in some of the best uh, rule breaker work I've seen in a long, long time. So uh, that'll be another. That I, I expect, you know, just because Kevin Owens loses to almost everybody. Um, I, but I, you know what? That one's more about the story, you know. And I think they're going to tell a great story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it should be good. It should be good. And 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 for the record, um, I know Ratboy has predicted it. I, I'm going to go along with our good friend RB Kathy, and I'm going to predict that Lana and Oscar are going to win the tag team title. I think they might. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe Lana Lana will show up with the Iron Mike Sharp uh, like illegal forum pad or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would love it <laughs> for the rest of her career. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way things were going for a little while there, I was worried Vince was going to put Ronnie Garvin back in drag just to rejuvenate the division. Oh, geez. oh man! He managed to return to Miss Atlanta Lively. Oh my God! That's it, Miss Atlanta Lively. <laughs> I can never remember the name, <laughs> but I but I I can remember the face. That's for sure. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So that's all stuff that we should definitely, you know, kind of talk about tonight. I, I, I feel like it's a, uh, it's that kind of the, it's that time of the year, you know. It's um, things are starting to slow down, and uh, after this pay per view, we're really not going to have anything huge until WrestleMania, if you think about, or until Royal Rumble. I mean, if you think about it, I can't believe, by the way, that that Royal Rumble is almost a year ago already. Like, that's insane. Yeah. That mm-hmm. feels like that was, like, maybe because of, like, how crazy this year's been where I basically haven't left my house in the last 11 months, but I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that was just yesterday. Like, we're already getting a Royal Rumble in a couple weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. Nuts. It It is nuts. It is nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's where we are tonight. And I'm scanning the news wire. And, again, there's not a whole lot out there. Uh, it looks like we are going to get Sting and Cody. I, I predicted that. <laughs> I'm shocked. It's, uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if their match involved, like, the NWO and DX as well? Oh, God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, I don't know what they would do for NWO. I guess it would have to be like Billy Gunn and X-Pac. I, <laughs> Mike Tyson, right? That that would be about it as far as uh, DX well, availability. He, he does so. have, uh, well, excuse me, Cody does have his entourage with him. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I would almost rather see Sting fight Arn Anderson. I think that would be more compelling. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the money is, man. You put him in the ring with Jake. Put him in there with Arn. Like <laughs> I said for the longest time, there should be a company that just has all these older wrestlers. That because I don't know, there's just something special about guys from the '80s and '90s that that 
you know, as talented as a lot of the athletes are today, I just feel like those stars were more memorable. They can relive the Huckster Nacho Man feud. Remember that? With Billionaire yeah. Ted? <laughs> yeah, where they briefly turned Billionaire Ted racist, and then there was almost a lawsuit over it. The whole thing was just insane. Just insane. <laughs> the spray on hair? Oh, yeah. And, uh, the Huckster walking with the, the, the stroller, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> remember when uh remember <laughs> remember when the the nacho man said that the huckster was in his prime or something like that and huckster's like prime i haven't been in my prime in 15 years <laughs> oh man and wow. they were in like their 30s at the time like that was pretty friggin' mean <laughs> it really was <laughs> like that was 1992 oh. Was it 92? Yeah, it was 92. 96. I'm oh sorry, 96. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty stiff. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, man. What is this world coming to, man? <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw that... Um. I saw that Ethan Page is leaving Impact. At, and, and now that's not a huge name. Like, I, I feel like... Outside of, like, wrestling journalists and people that, like, watch all the shows, most people don't know who Ethan Page is. Uh, but this guy has quietly been turning in a body of work. Uh, he's half of the North, the tag team the North, if you guys are familiar. Uh, they were tag oh, team champions yeah. for, like, the, the better part of a year, and they were, like, really, really, really good at it. They only recently, I'm going to say, like, in the last, like, couple months, lost to the Motor City Machine Guns, you know, but they had a... A really long, really successful title reign. So Ethan Page is leaving Impact Wrestling, and I think a lot of people are expecting that he's going to end up with WWE. And, you know, you talk wow. about a blue chipper. This kid, I think, is young. I, I, I do believe he's still in his early 20s. I, I could be wrong about that. I'm actually going to look it up right now. But Ethan Page is uh, officially a free agent, and he is huh. 31. So he's older than I thought. But still, you know, WWE signs guys into their 40s now. Yeah. You know, not everyone is Randy Orton coming in there at 19 or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... So that's where we are tonight. Uh, 914-338-1885. That's a number... To uh, to get in touch with us tonight, and I see the uh, the callers, Kathy. Uh, your favorite part of the program, as I know you love to say. Um, I, I see the callers are filing in. Uh, <laughs> uh, for the record, Rapple, you're up first. Uh, you got you got in the the, the deli line earliest today, so uh, you you will be up first after the uh, after the interview. <laughs> Randy, I, I, I was want to ask you. Uh, did, uh, the the young guy that's kind of making a splash now in NXT, Leon uh, uh, Ruff, I think this is his name. You know how old Leon he is? Ruff. He looks really young. Uh, no, let me see. Looks, I, I I don't know. I know he just got engaged to um, the referee uh, Aja Pereira. Oh wow! Wasn't that Aja? I think it was Aja okay. Pereira. She was well, she was Aja in the Independence. That's when we knew her. He is twenty four mm-hmm. years old. Wow, Leon Ruff. And he was hanging with Gargano and uh, Priest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had a good match. Yeah, I, I, I really liked, like, like his facial expressions and stuff. Like, it was like, it was like 
almost as good as like when X Pac beat Scott Hall back in the day, you know. You know, it was like mm-hmm. like he looked as surprised as anybody. I thought they really did a good job with it. So I oh, yeah. yeah, I, I think uh, he's got a tremendous upside. Absolutely. I can't keep, wait to see what lies ahead for him. Yeah, he's like one of those guys, like I was talking about it last week, like I feel like AEW um they're pulling better ratings because they're throwing more stars out there. But mm-hmm. WWE is fighting back with all these virtual unnames that they've like developed, you know, that are going to be names for years to come. And I, right. I I would think that's the better position to be in long term, long term, you know. Oh yeah. Well, that's like how most they, of AEW uh, stars WCW. are in their mid to late thirties. What's that? Mm-hmm. That's how they combated WCW when they were losing the it ring for yeah. to start developing new stars. So, and he had to, you know, and it took a little while. And, and, you know, for a little bit, like, some of the older guys were on top while they kind of did it. But, you know, once that kind of youth movement went through and then they had Brett and Sean and Taker to kind of, like, kind of, like, ground everybody, you know, I, it, it really started to take off again. You know? Oh, and, yeah, and, and, and the other thing is, and the other thing is WWE really made, like, effective use of, like, WCW guys that were cast off, you know? Like Austin and Foley and Pillman, you know? Like, there were a lot of, like, guys that kind of came in that, like, their careers could have really gone either way. And if they had come in maybe five years earlier, they would have gone south right away in WWE. But um, they were definitely kind of open to, like new ideas and stuff like that. It almost seems like crazy to think that Vince McMahon was in charge of that company when you hear how close-minded he is today. So. Yeah, well, I, I think you know, with the creatives changed quite a bit, too, since then. Well, sure. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, when the company grew, they kind of took more to, like, that booking committee as opposed to, mm-hmm. like... Vince and I guess at the time Jim Cornette and Vince Russo is hanging out in his living room, you know? It's a lot yeah. different now. <laughs> so, or before that, like Vince and Bruce Pritchard, you know? It's 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 a lot different. It, it definitely is a lot different. Um, <laughs> I forget what I was going to say there, Kathy. I'm, I'm losing it. You're just knowing that now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a little behind, I guess. You know, I, I keep hearing how Vince is out of touch. Like, like for example, um, the stuff that like Matt Riddle's doing. Vince thinks it's great, but he had no idea. He had never heard of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, so he had no idea what Riddle was doing. He just thinks it's funny the way he talks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Oh, and I know the other thing I wanted to mention, Stro, and I know you'll get a kick out of this. Um, People have been making a huge deal this week about certain performers from Raw that are going back to the performance center to train to get better. Like, why does that bother people so much? They've been doing that for years. Yeah, right? Like, okay, like, like, Keith Lee was the one that everybody keeps bringing up. It's like, all right, he's good as he is. Why would you ruin him? Well, you're not ruining him. Actually, he got as good as he is because he spent time down at the Performance Center. I mean, well, he was right. good on the independence, but they, they, they rounded him into something that was usable. He's only going to get better the more he practices, you know. All right, Allen Iverson, like, you know, like. 
I, well, I know Sasha Banks uh, occasionally uh, posts that, and every now and then she'll go down and train at Amazing Red School. I mean, well, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you can only get better the more you do this. Right. I, Kathy, you're going to laugh at me, but Alexa Bliss trains with Mike Quackenbush periodically. Oh, jeez. It can only help. It can only help. So oh, I, I'm not yeah, saying so that. When I, people, I, I, yeah, yeah. Quackenbush it's just funny. <laughs> oh, he's a great trainer. Yeah, I, I actually... <laughs> I always like Mike. I, I mean, I know he's going through some yeah. stuff, and I, 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 I don't know enough about it to really comment or whatever. But uh, you know, I, um, he's always been gracious to me, and uh, he's always, um, always been very helpful to the writers for the magazine. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I never, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like he'll make guest appearances at the Performance Center, and they do that from time to time. You know, they'll bring in. Former WCW guys, or they'll bring in like the Undertaker we were talking about last week. Like they'll, the Performance Center always has like these guest stars, and it's kind of like actually, if you think about it, that probably would be really compelling television, except for the fact that it would totally blow up the business as it is. Like to just watch yeah. these guys train, you know? Like we got it right. with Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. I just think it would be fun, you know. But, yeah, no, I mean, to poo-poo the idea of Keith Lee or somebody else going down to the Performance Center to train on their days off. Well, I mean, what do you want them to do? They're not getting sharper from house shows. So, oh, sorry about that. They're not getting sharper from house shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they're not doing house shows. And from the sounds of things, they're never going to do house shows again. So... I don't know, Kathy. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we have a very special guest on the line, and I don't want to keep him waiting uh, because it, it, it's going to be a great time and uh, filled with lots of insight. Of course, as this week I mentioned, uh, you know, this viral video of Colossal Mike Law, and uh, it just looks so painful with the dive and the, the, the head through the chair and landing on the the floor and, and and all that stuff and everybody in the industry it feels like has weighed in on this thing but joining us on the line right now is the man who everybody's talking about right now the last uh, world one heavyweight champion colossal mike law joining us on the program mike how you doing tonight brother we got you all right well we'll try that again <laughs> <laughs> Something must be up with the system, like the phone line. It feels like this has happened the last couple of times we've done this. Let's try it again. Mike, do we got you now? Yes, you. Yes, I am alive, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, judging by that video, I'm glad that's the first thing you cleared up because I think a lot of people were really concerned, Mike. I mean, uh, watching you go headfirst through that chair, uh, that couldn't have been how you planned on spending your Saturday night. We started, we started off hot, apparently, here. Uh, no build-up. We're going to start off hot with the, with the chair incident. Well, that's what we were talking um, about. Huh? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, I, it's a lot of thoughts um, being processed by many people as far as what occurred and, you know, the, the silly thing about who's at fault and all that jazz. Um, 
you know, it, it, it was one of those things where, in my mind, I, you know, I, I was the main event for the ECWA title, the World One title unification match. You know, there had been a lot of built uh, between Joy and myself for, uh, you know, for a while now. And, you know, more important, you know, obviously the fans there deserve the best quality event that you could possibly get. But I, I thought about this from a standpoint mentally going into this match that I had to go all out. You know what I mean? This is going to be my last match or one of my last matches. I'll, I'll get to the other thing, the next match I had the night after um, later on. But, you know, ultimately my, my mentality was like I have to end what I felt was a lackluster year um, for many people, you know, considering all things. Uh, with with, uh, with the bang, you know, and uh, listen, I, I, people think this was risky. I, I've done some crazy shit, in, in, you know, in the times that I've been in the business. And, uh, you know, I, I, everything we do is a risk. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. The moment you step out of that curtain through the aisle, you know, there's a risk involved. Um, I like to believe that, you know, what I did was a very, you know, while, while very spectacular, was a calcular, calculated risk. Um, and, you know, people can say whatever they want. The thing that you have to also take notice is if I didn't know what I was doing, um, I wouldn't have walked up and gotten up and, and you know, continued the, the match uh, as painful as it was. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, wrestle the next night in Massachusetts. Yeah, and I know, I know that, you, um, that, that you had the, uh, the show at Chaos the next day. Uh, talk about the life of a wrestler, man. You know, I, I, I heard you talking about having to set your alarm to get up early. Uh, and I can only imagine just the, uh, the swelling headache. But that, that's, uh, again, I mean, that's all just part of being a pro wrestler, right? Uh, sometimes the, uh, the calculated risks work out and sometimes they don't. Right. And, you know, like I said, it, to me, it's, you know, I love the fact that people are questioning it. You know, the the gray area that is pro wrestling, where we as a business always thrive, and that you have people who, you know, whether they're in the know or not, um, you know, questioning it. I love that. I, I live for that. So to me, you know, whether it's positive or negative feedback, I, it does not, I do not lose a second of sleep over that. Never have. Um, you know, I love that people are questioning it. And, um, you know, it, people are like, oh, your head, how's your head? It, my head didn't hurt. <laughs> my thigh, for whatever reason, or, like, I Charlie horse the shit out of it. I was like, I remember, like, oh. God, like, my, my biggest concern going through the chair, and when I landed, I was like, how am I going to, like, get this thing off? You know, like, I was wearing it like a tutu. <laughs> like Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> no, but Mike, I mean, you know, you talk about everybody talking about it, and we were playing a Jim Cornette clip earlier. Um, is there part of you that, like, is this something that you really enjoy hearing people kind of criticize decisions that you make in the spur of the moment like that? Or is it something where, like, you're just happy that they're talking about you, in all honesty? Um, I, you know, I, I'm at a point, I'm not a young guy anymore in the sense that I don't, you know, I'm not one to um, really take any of that stuff. You know, I, I grew I grew up in a time, and I grew up in a time in the business where you had to be both physically and mentally tough. And you know, it, what I, I mean, I haven't listened to the Cornette thing. You know, I know a lot of people have sent me it, or 
you know, oh, he's talking about you. Like, listen, man, teach their own. Like, I'm sure he has his reasons. I'm sure he was, you know, quite colorful in his explanation of, of the event. Um, but, I, you know, I'm not going to – like, I'm not one to, like, have to pay attention. It's just not in my nature, man. Like, I'm just okay. not one of those people that I, – I steer away from negativity very easily. Uh, I, it's very easy for me to just not pay attention to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not – he won't be the first. He certainly won't be the last person to make comments. You know, when I was coming up in the business, I was a small guy. You know, I posted a picture of myself at 120 pounds when I started in the Pittsburgh scene a few years back. And, I mean, it was constant. I mean, some of the stuff back then was brutal. So there's nothing that anyone could say now to me that wasn't 100 times worse back in the early 2000s when – the fans is just brutal. And it was, to me, I didn't mind it. I never minded when people were obscene about it because I just never, you know, we were taught to be, you know, have thick skin. So no, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't bother me. Um, yeah. Keep my name out there. It's, it's, it's good for business. Absolutely. Uh, you talk about when you were 120 pounds kind of starting out. Uh, did you envision at the time, for example, uh, future ECWA heavyweight champion, uh, champion at a number of different promotions, including the, uh, the final world one champion. I mean, did all this stuff kind of seem to you like things that were possible, uh, just being undersized, like you said? Uh, you know what? I always felt that if I, it, the worst, my worst enemy was myself. I mean, I, I, I you know, I have a documentary out there that states, that I had taken time out, you know, in certain aspects of my life in certain years that I just lost any confidence or didn't have enough confidence to pull the trigger, you know, and that I have to take full accountability there, you know, like there are times where I should have gone to certain areas to wrestle and train and I didn't, you know, and that was because of my lack of confidence, a little bit of stubbornness on my part. And uh, to me, I always envisioned that if I truly set my mind to it and believed in doing what I could do and, you know, going full force that I could accomplish anything. But that was, that was my problem for a majority of my time in the business. Now you have to realize in the early 2000s, we didn't have social media like we had now, you know, like we didn't have that power mm-hmm. on YouTube. We didn't have all these different tools that we can use to market ourselves. It was a lot different back then and certainly a lot different in the composure of the, of the town. Like, you know, a 120 pound guy. I mean, I was stepping in with guys who were way bigger. You know what I mean? Like now when I'm one of the more Jack guys on the roster, it tells you something and I'm not, you know, it's not downplaying the level of talent because there's certainly a lot of talent. It's just that the, the, the paradigm of the business has changed. You know what I mean? And uh, some people need to get accustomed to it, of course, but um, I, I always knew that, if there was going to be anyone who's going to hold Mike Law back, it was going to be Mike Law himself. It's interesting. Uh, now you talk about kind of like the more laid-back attitude you had earlier in your career. Uh, Mike, because I would have considered you one of the more driven guys that I've met in professional wrestling, you know, behind uh, always spending time before to train, uh, you know, be, with the physique. Uh, certainly, like, even if it's just like a call to, for example, like John Finnegan, just to run ideas by him, or to, like, keep your name fresh with promoters and stuff like that. You, you always struck me as somebody 
who never really says no to anybody. You're kind of open for whatever opportunity that uh, kind of might come your way or that you can create for yourself. Is that something that you kind of learned with time then? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have to say to a flaw, uh, to a fault, that I, that I agree to everything because sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like, it, 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 sometimes you have to set a, a limit. You have to set a, you know, a, a line in the sand you know, as to what, you know, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. And I'm not talking from a wrestling standpoint. I'm just talking from a general business standpoint. And, but I've always felt that no matter what, I always had to prove myself. I had to prove to whether it was Catalyst or whether it was ECWA, whether it was, you know, any company I've wrestled for uh, in the last few years that, that I was worth every single dime that the promoter was paying me and that the fans were going to pay the promoter to come see me. Um, because I never wanted to give a half-ass um, performance. I never wanted to give a half-ass, a half-ass, half-ass, wow, I'm fumbling that one, <laughs> uh, a half-ass, um, you know, match or, or just presentation, man. I pride myself on that, you know. Presentation was a lot, it was very key to me. You know, anyone who sees me knows that I, I invest in myself, you know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, I go in there and, and I and when I do get paid and when I do sell merch, it goes back into the product. It goes back into the brand. Um, it's something that I to again to a fall. I've always been open to pretty much doing anything to make sure that you know my name was out there, but also to to help my business. You know what I mean? Like it, it's something that's very important to me. Uh, everything from the pictures that I take, I, I have to be like on point to make sure that the way I'm represented to, uh, to everyone out there is, is to my liking and it's up to my standards. Uh, coming up on, I believe, uh, 20 years in the business, or at least pretty close to it, Mike, um, one of the fans, actually, one of the listeners wanted to know who your favorite opponent of all time was. <sighs> this might get heat with some of the boys. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, because it's very hard because, you know, after I'm done here, I'll be like, oh, you know, I forgot so-and-so, and and this person was somebody that I had some extraordinary matches with. I will say one of my favorite guys to ever get in the ring with to test myself against was uh, Zombie King. Um, He, uh, I mean, Junior Flo, uh, he's an ECPW guy. Yeah, yeah. Frankie said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, and he he was in ECWA. Yeah. He was actually in the ECWA 2017 right. uh, Super Eight. Um, just the world of potential with that guy, you know. And I always felt like he was a guy that, you know, you can go in there and you could create the magic that we do, and it was seamless. And it seemed to me that, like, you know, despite the fact that we know what we're doing in the sense of, you know, the, we know what it is it always felt like, okay, it's like, who's going to outdo who here? You know, who's going to be the better athlete? You know, who's going to be, who's going to come out looking like a million bucks? And I always felt like that was a healthy competition in my mind to have. Um, you know, I can't say, you know, like the same thing, I, Spiral, BKNY, uh, God rest his soul. He's a guy who was insanely talented, way ahead of his time, um, just such an innovator. Um, and he was a guy that, I could like wrestle in my sleep, you know, cause he was just, we, it was that chemistry, man. And you, you don't really get that with just about anybody. 
Um, another guy that I would love to wrestle, and I, it, I know this, it's one person they're saying, but, like, I'll be honest, like, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. It's very hard to narrow it down to just one person. Uh, but I, I would guess, say Azrael yeah, yeah. is another guy. Azrael is another guy that, one, is so insanely talented and is so criminally underrated. Um, it's just shocking to me that, you know, he hasn't been picked up by some, one of the bigger organizations. Um, but he's just such – he's so smooth, man. He's just another guy that you get in there and you know that the competition – is to see who's going to outshine who, who's going to be, you know, who's going to test who when it comes to, like, cardio and all that jazz. So um, he's another guy could, I probably could wrestle every day of the week. I can remember when you first came into ECWA, and uh, one of the first kind of things that you did, one of the first, I guess you'd say, storylines or whatever, um, was you expressing real frustration at being excluded from the Super 8 tournament. And it was like a year-long thing uh, where Mike Law wanted so badly to get into the Super 8. My timeline might be off or whatever, but I remember, like, you were supposed to be in it, and then, like, I think it was Sean Carr attacked you, and, like, you weren't in it or whatever. Um, How important was it for you to finally kind of break the seal there and get into Super 8? Uh, me getting into ECWA had been something that I had tried to do even when Petner was the, was the owner. You know, I had sent wow, okay. Petner VHS tapes. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, like, I had constantly, you know, whether it was VHS tapes along with your resume, you, you know, sent that by mail, or by the time that it rolled around to the, the new era, or I guess the previous era of ECWA, I was emailing them, you know, I had gotten recommendations from guys who were another talented dude, Sam Shields, and a few others that vouched for me that said, hey, man, this guy can go. Um, you know, it, it, to me it was because I, I knew that if given the opportunity, you know, look, I was a new guy there. I, I, I was still at a point in my life and in my career where my confidence level weren't where they're at now. I mean, that was, what, four years ago? Um, and so I was starting to kind of get myself, you know, acclimated once again with the Indies. Like, I was a promoter who was now the promotion that I had helped build, which was called FWE, had gone out of business, and now mm-hmm. it's going back to square one. You know, so I, I didn't want to really rattle any cages, but at the same time, I knew that, hey, man, like, I'm a hard worker, man. I'm like, I could put, like, you know, I, and I truly believe that now, as I did back then, that, you know, I can totally deliver when I'm given the opportunity to, you know. And so it was kind of heartbreaking to me that, you know, and I think the 2017 Super 8, um, that whole deal with Sean Carr happened, and it kind of, like, deflated me, you know. I was like, so excited you know like this is one of my things that i always wanted to this was on my bucket list man like you know like i don't mm-hmm. like the super eight is, is one of the long lasting independent uh you know tournaments in all of wrestling you know every i mean the who's who of you know the uh of the wrestling business have been in the super eight so to me it was like okay i can be the same tournament that christopher daniels was, was in low-key uh american dragon you know um so many guys, Scoot Andrews, yeah, let me throw that one out there. Uh, so there were so many guys <laughs> that I had grown to watch from a, from a standpoint of being a young guy in the business to now 
almost being there that when that happened, I was like, man, I was crushed, you know? Um, have you given thought, Mike, just kind of looking back, uh, some of the things you've accomplished, as I mentioned, the ECWA title, obviously that was a goal of yours just to get into the company for the longest time. Uh, being the, the last really world one champion, it, it, does the significance of that kind of stuff really hit you? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think just to me, it, it's, it's gone full circle. You know, there were a lot of things that happened that I, and it's just, to me, it's still in my mind that I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I should be, you know, but that a lot of that falls on me. Like there were some errors and judgments that I made earlier on. And even, you know, within the last few years that I have to take accountability for, you know, and not networking enough and not, you know, like just that stuff that, that even guys who've been doing this for as long as I have should be doing nothing, nothing's given. You have to go out there and get it. And, you know, part of me, you know, when I look at the ECW title, and that's one of the biggest things in my career, because I mean, the, that title has, has so much history to it, you know, and that's why big red is considered such a big deal, you know, because it's not just the title for a championship that has been around for five years. I mean, that title has been, um, you know, around for many years, you know, like we're talking about 30, 40 years at this point. Right. Um, so uh, that to me yeah, was a big accomplishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, and just seeing the who's who of people who held that title, man, like that's, that's being the same lineage as those people and those athletes is a big accomplishment, you know? And, and yeah, I look at it fondly. I, it, to me, I wish if there was something that I wish, and this is, I know this might be a knock on the, you know, on the promoter at the time, but you know, it's, I, I when I was camping, I was saying this, so it was not like I had to change my tune now, but I, I kind of wish that the people who are in charge now would have been in charge around the time that I was champion because I felt that the new management kind of has an idea of how to make uh, and, and update what ECWA was to a more modern audience, which is a lot more catered to the internet fans. Uh, an internet, I say internet fans, but an internet, you know, overall presentation where, you know, you have to have that, you know, that channel open. And, and I don't think the previous management did. And it was frustrating because, you know, I could say myself along with like AJ Penn and, you know, I'll give Joey Ace a nod on this. Like, we were constantly trying to churn out, you know, a lot of material, a lot of, um, uh, you know, promos and stuff just to kind of get people to view this thing. And I just felt like, okay, like we, I obviously care about the direction of ECWA, but I, I don't know if the people or the least the owner at that time really cared. Yeah. It's so funny, Mike, uh, you must be like a question ahead of me because I was going to ask you that, like, uh, and obviously I'm not looking for you to bury anybody or anything like that, but it must be frustrating to know that you're consistently one of the only guys that was uh, delivering promos every time you had a match coming up, you know, um, including a lot of times your opponent didn't do it. How, how difficult is it for it to oh, be kind of God. one-sided like that on the independence? You know, it's funny because I was talking to one of my, my buddies who uh, actually wrestled a show recently or at that event. Mm-hmm. recently and I said the same thing I go you know you take all this time to put together 
like we're putting we're putting together infomercials in order to get fans to take interest in what we're doing. That's what content is. You're trying to just kind of showcase who you are, what you do, why are we watching you, all that jazz. And I take a lot of pride in that. That's another aspect of work and presentation that I put a lot of pride in. If you look at a lot of the vignettes and promos I do, I don't have to ask that either. You know what I mean? That's just not me. Mm-hmm. I, I want to present people a high-quality product. And, you know, I, I do have a production company that I work with. I have no shame in that. They're fantastic. Making it happen is, is a great company. Um, but that's where we're at. Right now, the day and age of, you know, just having a, a cell phone and, and just recording a, a promo you know, in your car, you listen, if that's your thing, I'm not going to knock it. You're putting something out there. So I will never knock that. You're putting content mm-hmm. out there. You're putting yourself out there. I respect that. That's part of this hustle. But at the same time, if you can help it, why not present something that is cinematic, something that, that makes people interested in, like, who you are and what you do? Because that's what you're doing. And it bothers the hell out of me, man, when, you know, if one person's putting in, the 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 time and the hustle to kind of get the word out whether you like the other person or not you i always felt it was a tad bit disrespectful when if i'm not going out of my way to promote a match cut these promos put these vignettes together and you don't even think you know all you do is like i, I take I, like i don't know what it is that you don't have enough time to to, to invest in yourself as a professional wrestler as a personality, that bugs mm-hmm. me, man. I can't deal with that. Like that's a, that to me is a sign of disrespect, straight up. Now, now I I, I totally get it, Mike. Uh, now you mentioned earlier um, about your career kind of starting to wind down a little bit, and I, I I look at that and I say, all right, well, I mean, you've been around for you know about twenty years or whatever. Uh, but then on the other hand, I look and like you're still venturing, or at least trying to venture outside of that New York, New Jersey, PA, Delaware area, the chaotic show, uh, defending the ECWA title up in Canada, stuff like that. Um, is this all kind of like building toward like a goodbye tour? Like, a, what's going on there? Oh, I don't, I don't know why. I, I don't think I've ever mentioned that actually that I was like I thought you said down. you were earlier. No. I, I apologize. I no, not at all. <laughs> okay, I misunderstood. No, you. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, no, don't worry. Because I go if, if that's the case, that's that's news to me, man. Um, I feel <laughs> I great, man. Her. I feel great. Uh, Good. No, Good. no worries, man. No worries. Uh, listen, I feel great. I'm moving better than like it's. To me, it's all mentality, man. Like, I personally feel I can go on. You know, like, at some point, yes, your body will tell you and maybe your mind will be leading you to believe that, hey, maybe it's time to hang it up. But for me, it's not anytime soon, dude. Like, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm constantly going out there. Listen, this year was tough. It was, you know, it was, a, it was a tough year. We had a pandemic. There was not a lot of space to do a lot as far as being able to venture off to new uh, organizations but you know uh, to me i would be i would be letting myself down if i was to call it quits anytime soon you know what i mean like um because i feel like i still have so much to give you know and i still have so much to prove to myself you know like i if i would like to me for me to put in all this work and time and effort and building this brand um 
it, it would be all for nothing if I wasn't going to reach what I feel would be a satisfactory ending to, to my career. So, no, absolutely not. I, I'm not planning on slowing down. Um, Good. You know, Good. I, I apologize. I apologize if, if that is what sounded like it came out of my own mouth, but I can rest assured to any fans or, you know, cause I'm sure I'll get a lot of DMs about this, uh, that I don't plan on slowing down. I don't plan on um, stopping what I'm doing. I'm, I'm having the time of my life. I'm working my ass off like, like we should. And um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I feel like it's one of the things where people say the best is yet to come, but uh, I truly believe it is. You know, it, it's so funny, Mike, and I'm going to kind of revise that question then just based on this uh, <laughs> new understanding, and I apologize about that. Uh, I, I can remember having a conversation with uh, Papa Don a couple of years ago, a uh, uh, tremendous, tremendous wrestler, another guy out of New York, and, and Papa Don at some point decided – that he needed to get out there more. He needed to travel more outside of just the ECWA, or, or I guess he was doing NYWC at the time or whatever. And he, he made a conscious effort to like try and spread his wings and really get his name out there. Is that something that you've been mm-hmm. trying to do? Because I feel like I'm seeing you in more and more places. Well, I, I've been doing that for a while now. Um, right? mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's just been one of the things where, um, you know, it's where the, listen, when I, if I were to slow down, it's not because, um, of anything, it, it would be me more, be more selective as to where I'm wrestling. That's, that's the way I would probably put that into perspective. It would be me kind of saying, okay, well, is this something that's worthwhile for my career at this juncture? Is it worth the risk? You know, I mean, it has to be where, okay, the is exposure going to be great enough? Is the money going to be good enough, you know, like stuff like that is stuff that, you know, that pop, I'm sure Papa Don, who, who again is an excellent, you know, professional wrestler and highly underrated, um, you know, it's something that he puts into perspective. Um, so it, I think it's just being more selective as to who you're putting your name on and who you're putting your brand with. Um, that's important. Um, that I have to agree with. Um, but as far as, you know, wrestling like I was Pittsburgh was my second home for years so I, mm-hmm. I never even considered myself a New York indie guy up until after 2015 because I was wrestling in Pittsburgh and Ohio and places like that during that time and I rarely wrestled in New York if ever um you know the last few years I've been fortunate enough where I've wrestled in Canada I've wrestled in Dominican Republic um you know I had something going with Mexico up not unfortunately it did not happen because of the pandemic um, so I don't consider myself just a New York guy. I consider myself uh, an independent wrestler who is willing to travel everywhere for the, you know, for the right situation, you know? Sure, sure. Uh, what, does the, uh, what does the future hold for Colossal Mike Law then? Well, you know, I, like, I know Joey, you know, he's, Joey Ace is a, is a massive, like, shit talker. And I, I you know, he, he's one of those dudes <laughs> that, like, really wants to believe that he had the upper hand in this thing. And, um mm-hmm. Like anyone who watched that match, whether it was live or IWTV, know that he was getting his ass handed to him. Um, I expect I don't I don't think I expect a rematch. You know what I mean? I feel like there needs to be, you know, a solidified winner. Um, you know, not me. You know, almost killing myself uh, um, <laughs> in a quest to you know win something that I believe is mine, but. Uh, as far as anything else, man, I, like I, I'm looking to pop up anywhere, you know, like, and you'll never know I'm going to pop up. I'm not one of those guys who drops these, like, 
uh, teasers unless I know something's going to like legitimately happen. So I just say, as far as that, man, I kind of just keep myself healthy. Um, you know, I have a break for the next few weeks, you know, I'm going on vacation, but, uh, you know, I do plan on continuing to be active training as always. And, uh, we'll see what happens in the new year, man. It's hard to tell because of what's going on with, you know, in the world, you know, like it's, it's very, hard. Yeah, so, yeah. um, all I know is that, you know, I'm going to come back as I always do more determined, um, always looking to prove myself. And, you know, uh, I'm just going to showcase to everybody why, um, I, 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 it's not me just saying it cause I, I truly do believe that, um, I'm one of the best at what I do, man. I work hard. I bust my ass. I, you know, I, I do, I'm a self-promoting machine. Like that's, you know, no one could deny that. And, um, as far as why I head to next man, it's, it's, it's really up to, um, to me. And, but, you know, I'm not going to be one of the guys who says, you know, I, I'm going to go where, where I feel I'm going to be appreciated and where I, I know I can definitely give uh, whichever company the most value for, for what they're paying. And I, I agree too. I think you're a top notch wrestler. Absolutely. Mike, uh, I guess during the pandemic like this, uh, social media has kind of taken on, you know, increased value. I think that people can kind of uh, follow along and keep tabs with, you know, their favorite stars and, and uh, just kind of see how things are going for them. Uh, so if people want to follow you on social media, Mike, uh, what, what's your situation like there? Man, it's very simple. I make it easy for everybody. It's Colossal Mike Law. <laughs> on Twitter, it's the Colossal one because apparently some other guy from some other company decided to name himself Colossal. I don't know even know if that's still his whole deal, but there's only one, oh, and that's me, Colossal, the Colossal one. Uh, on Twitter, or Colossal Mike Law. Instagram, same deal. You can follow the barbell. The barbell has its own Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Barbie. Barbie the barbell. The, the yeah. real barbell, yes. The real Barbie the barbell is has its own Instagram and Twitter. I want to thank my buddy Sean for running that, running both of those. Um, and, uh, yeah, and that's it, man. Oh, my storefrontier.com. Type in Colossal and you'll see all the great merch. I rock a lot of my own merch because – can't promote yourself who else is going to do it better than you will i love it i love it brother thank you so much for the time tonight it's really been enlightening <laughs> awesome and hey look thank you for having me always one of the best at what you do there brady i appreciate you man thank you mike thank you thank you even though i tried to retire you early i <laughs> yeah i was like, <laughs> I was like wait, wait why i gotta I'm go back I, I don't know what you said that made me think that, but it sounded so much to me like that's what you said. But I, I you, probably you, just you've was been doing talking other to Doyes. You've been talking to Doyes who swore he's going to retire. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's what happened. Maybe that. <laughs> Mike, all the best, and I hope to see you real soon, man. Absolutely. Everyone have a happy and safe holidays. If I don't get to see or yes. speak to you sooner than that, take care, everyone. Thanks for having me. You too, man. You too. You Mike. too. Mike Law, everybody. You too. Colossal Mike Law. Uh, be sure to check him out on social media. Tremendous fellow. And uh, as great of a wrestler as he is, as great of personality and a great businessman and all that stuff, Kathy, as you know, he's a great guy. Like, he is legitimately one of the nicest guys that you're ever going to meet. Um, so be sure to check it out if Mike Law is at a uh, promotion near you in the near future. So uh, anyway, we are up against a commercial break. I wasn't kidding about that. 914-338-1885 is the number to call in. And uh, we will be talking anything you guys want tonight. 
914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Blanche Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room. Featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro, both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation.
wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Like the equivalent of like the independent wrestler who waits for like <laughs> right part of the song to come out, you know, uh, as if their entrance is so important. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Stro, I know you've been at those shows. You get the guy, he like comes out to like 
Freebird or whatever, you know? And he waits until, like, <laughs> just the right moment. Not a second, but he gets mad if you announce him too early, in fact. Uh, oh, <laughs> he yeah. He wants a two-minute intro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a superstar. 914 Exactly. 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation radio network. I actually had my mouth full. That's why I was... Uh, that's why I was pausing. I, I was uh, finishing a cracker. Um, so anyway, welcome back to uh, to in the room, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. And, Merry Christmas. Uh, I <laughs> Merry Christmas indeed. I saw one of the callers dropped out. I guess he didn't want to talk to us. Uh, but if you're interested, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the number to get in touch with us here tonight. Right now, it's only Rat Boy on the line, so lines are wide open to, uh, to talk to you guys. Uh, but before we get to Ray, before we uh, talk TLC, and uh, that funny Jim Cornette thing I want to play for you, Ray, uh, before we do all that, Charles, what do you got going on this week, man? Well, this Thursday night, WCW Retro, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on VOCNation.com, we're going to be discussing the greatest mass wrestlers in history. So looking really looking forward to diving in on that. So please join us if you can. And then uh, Friday night on my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash strothemaestro at midnight Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this Friday's feature will be Scrooge from 1935. So please join us. Nice. Nice. And um, also joining us on the line is... Uh, Kathy tags out. Uh, we got Ray on the line. What, what's going on, Ray? How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing. I'm doing fantastic, Brady. You know, did you know? Did you know that that WWE has an entire roster of women, and yet they've decided to go back to Carmella for some reason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like Carmella. I don't know what the problem is. There's no. I just like who. You have a whole roster. Yeah, I know. You could have well, gone with, like I was say- with so many other people. I mean, I, I was saying earlier, I feel like at some point they probably would have gone with like Ronnie Garvin and Drag over half the roster. <laughs> All right. I guess that's like the part of the church. Huh? <laughs> well, you know... Uh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Ray, have you, Ray, have you had the opportunity? Uh, our guest tonight, his um, his video went viral. Uh, it was I a suicide saw. dive. Have you have you watched it? I I I watched it when I when I saw in some of the promotional stuff mm-hmm. uh, who he because because at first I saw it and I said I don't know who this is. Um, right, and um, so I looked him up, and I saw the video, and that is <laughs> that's that's something. Botchamania. He, I mean, he's a tremendous that's, wrestler. He really is. Uh, <laughs> well, if you look at it, I I don't think that was his fault. No, no, no. I I mean, I think it was just everything happened so quickly. I mean, that that's really literally what I think it was. Um, did did you have the chance to hear what Jim Cornette said about it? Because it was pretty funny. You're talking about the audio that played before his uh, before his interview, correct? Oh, you were listening. You were listening. I was. Time? Okay. I was. Good. 
so then I don't need to play it again. He is such an ass bag. <laughs> Are we allowed to say? I know we're going for more of a PG show. Are we allowed to say that? I prefer butt bag now. Okay, he is such I'm a kidding. butt bag. Oh, man. Just, the, the man can't ever find joy in anything. Like, is that. That's got to be what it's like to just never be able to produce serotonin and never take an antidepressant. (laughs) 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 What is his health like at Christmas? (laughs) I have no idea. I just just think it's very traditional. No, I think he just, like, like, it can't be filled with joy and laughter. Like, it, it's got to just be, like, like nothing but, like, pagan statues and nudity. Like, he just, like, looks pensively <laughs> out from his balcony. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think trick-or-treating is like at his house? I think there's uh, no lights on, and there's a <laughs> bowl of candy on a stool outside the door. Uh, but, like, it's all, like, With that the, weird candy. Like, the little cow mm-hmm. tails that are individually wrapped because they got cut up. And, um... <laughs> you think it'd be cutting promo- promos on the kids? They could be cutting <laughs> promos on the kids on the end of the door? Oh, no, those kids aren't paying him. You think Jim Cornette's going to do <laughs> something for free that might bring a smile to someone? <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, so funny. No, yeah, come on. Yeah, hooray indeed. So, so no, I saw I saw that look. It it wasn't. First off, I don't think it was his fault that that the spot happened. I think everything happened really fast, and um, that's that's probably a spot where that's probably a spot where his partner's got to say, "Listen, we need when they're working that out. There's got to be a signal." For how fast that all went, there's got to be a signal to give to say, "Hey, this isn't quite working out." Um, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think it was his fault, but that is somebody's got to reward that. Got to reward it. Yeah, like the ability to continue moving after that particular botched spot. Yeah, you know, you know, you gotta, I wonder. I, I wonder, like, because I, I actually know them both. I, I, I It wouldn't strike me. I mean, he didn't say it, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear he, if he said, you know what, I really think if I dove through the ropes, I could get my head in between that little spot between the seat and the back. I mean, that would just be so... Stupid. Like, a combination of ridiculous and badass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like that's not a thing that. What's that? Did we do? I just, I don't think. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Like, you can't do that. You can't do, but like, it's also really cool that you did it. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, let's go to uh, 609. I believe it's uh, Rat Boy. What's going on, Rat Boy? How you doing? I got two words for you. You ready? <laughs> Candy sure. cane. Candy cane. <laughs> we used to have that. I don't know if we still do. Oh, we do. Uh, so anyway, Rat Boy, I was thinking about it. Our, our drunk episode is in two weeks, and I couldn't be more excited. It's my favorite episode of the year, if for no other reason, because I get to listen back and be a listener that's surprised by everything that's said, uh, because I remember none of it. But I was thinking, Rat Boy, every show is like the drunken episode for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm all ready. I got my bottles <laughs> up here in my studio. I got my video <laughs> camera ready to go on Zoom. Because we're zooming this show. The video scene. Now, in the room, now, do you have Zoom, Rampoy, which is an episode. Now, Rampoy, do you have any of your freeze milk with you? Or is that is that something that's going <laughs> on? Milk, I forgot. He goes, say, well, I'm going to get some free milk. <laughs> oh, shit, the milk. Uh, I, I can't go over there yet. It's true. It's true. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, but, but there's a couple things that uh, I, I uh, read, saw, and listened to, and I'm going to tell you one thing, Brady. You can't read, so what's the is next that, part? Is that that, is that, that guest that uh, you had on tonight? Walks around town with the plastic bottles around him. Uh huh. So, okay. So, so. Yeah. Okay. But now let me get into serious notes here, okay? Yeah, let's get into serious oh, notes. You went serious before? Right. He was joking. <laughs> well, I'm talking serious now. Oh, I got that. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was working. I want to say, I want to say, rest in peace, Zeus. I want to say, rest in peace, Zeus. Zeus, yes. You know, I forgot to mention it. I I always loved Tony Lister. Tony Lister, right? Not Tommy. Tony Lister. Zeus. Zeke Gangster. Yeah, he was. I love that. Yeah, he was a great guy. He really was a great guy. I never never met him. I I always wanted to have him on the show. Um, and it never quite worked out. Uh, but I was a huge No Holds Barred fan. It's part of the reason why I got interested in wrestling, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He died of uh, COVID-19. Did he really? Yes, Well, he we did. won't tell Kelly that one. No. Now, was it no, like, did he die of COVID-19, that. or did he have a car accident when he had COVID-19 and he died? No, no, he had COVID-19. Okay. I heard. I, I heard. I got and, you. Okay. This I didn't hear that, by the this way. This weekend. is a rat rumor. Uh, it's not confirmed, by the way. It's just rat boys saying it. This weekend. Mm-hmm. I might have a rat rumor. I might just have a rat rumor somewhere along the line. Okay. All right. All right, this weekend, okay, is the TLC matches. Mm-hmm. Thank God they're having that on uh, on the Learning Channel. You know, the Learning Channel. You got it, TLC? I heard mm. that, that I heard that they might have to drop TLC. 
Look at that. I never heard that, but the, the full title is TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, so they should be okay. Yes. Um, I, I, for one, have always thought that they should have used the song Waterfalls for it, though, Ray. It would have been amazing. Yeah. Disclaimer. This is a, yeah. a rat prediction. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are all just I, rat I, words. And I, I, I want to say, Nick McMahon is so stupid what he done to Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. What did he do? No, oh, I well, can't wait that, to hear that. Yeah. Well, got Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles never fought one another. Why they have it on a TLC match, not a WrestleMania match? That should be a WrestleMania match. Well, because that's not, first off, because that's not a matchup that anyone cares about. So you probably wouldn't put that on WrestleMania. Like, there's they better people fought, for both no, of them to fight. They never fought so, but, one okay. another. That, that's okay, what WrestleMania no is. No, Okay. But they they never fought one another until TLC. They should have had it for WrestleMania. Okay, I mean, like, I can tell you when, and, like when, neither has Michael McGillicuddy and John Cena. But that doesn't mean that's going to be a WrestleMania match. I um, I can tell you that I am all in for Drew McIntyre against Roman Reigns, and I'm going to be disappointed when they each have a different opponent. Because that's what I want to see so badly. That's what they're working on. I don't think so. Okay, so then why... No, I think it'll be Roman and Goldberg, which is what they wanted last year, and it'll be Drew against probably... I don't know. Tyson Fury. Okay. Okay. Yes. This is the last rumor that I got, okay? That's all you got? Mark it down. Mark it down. Tuesday Rapoli, you're got right. Audio evidence. Yeah. You're going to say Rapoli, Rapoli is a, you're right. Rapoli, is Arlana uh, and Asuka winning the, the titles on Sunday? No, it's going to be Asuka and Charlotte Flair is coming back. So Charlotte's going to interfere? No, Charlotte's going to be Asuka's partner. Ow. Okay. Yeah, I think they're going to win the title. I can Charlotte Flair. Okay. Mm. Take care, Rat Boy. All right, and I got two more words to tell you. Candy cane. <laughs> well, thank you know, thank God we got that. We got that. You yeah, know, I, that's um, riveting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, there's these there's these YouTube channels. Where it's just like people driving around like really run down areas of the United States, and yeah, surprise, surprise, there's a whole bunch of different ones from New Jersey, and um, every time that I watch one of those, I I always go, I wonder which one is Rat Boy. <laughs> which dilapidated shed does he live in? Yeah, it's um. Surprisingly, not that bad. Although, I think he could use a new door. And floor and walls and roof. Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, man. I don't, get the, I don't get the distaste over um, AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns. It's just not... 
it kind of solves everybody's problem. It gives guys who should be doing something on the card something to do. It yeah gives it it makes it gives you an interesting match at TLC, which you pretty much have never had in the history of that pay per view. And um, you know, I just I don't. Good lord, you could have something happen and. You know, have it simmer over into the Rumble, and you could blow it off at WrestleMania, and it would be two big names. And it would have mm-hmm. exactly the kind of build that these idiots would come out to the show, and they would say, oh, look at that great thing that WWE built. And we'd be like, I know, bud. I, just, I don't understand why, like, of all the things you could nitpick, why that? And they don't, they don't actually build too much for WrestleMania usually anyway. It all kind of feels like they go through the motions all year, and then in, like, February, figure out what they want to do in March. And that's probably fine. I mean... It's it's a shame. I mean, like, back in the day, like, the, the, the year-line arcs with, like, Hogan and Macho Man, or, or Hogan and Andre, that was some... As Vince would say, that's some good stuff. I mean, I, hey, nobody, nobody loves... Uh, nobody loves that kind of stuff more than me. But, like, it's dead, Brady. Dead. It's gone. Finished. Embrace yeah. the new norm where there's a new feud every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It they is honestly, what it is. They, sh- they they need to bring back Papa Stroh. Get That'd people some fresh faces. Yeah. I don't think he could do the show anymore, but, like, I feel like that'd be a good trade-off for him. I feel like not enough people listen. He could probably do both. <laughs> yeah. Wrench <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. I, um, actually, uh... <laughs> now, I've been preparing for that day quietly for a while, because I, I assume at some point, Stro, they're going to want you for a Legends deal, and we'll be out in the cold. <laughs> and I understand I'll, I'll be getting food fights with the rest of Legends. Yeah, exactly. You'll be on Legends House, too. Yeah. You'll be rooming with uh, Virgil. I don't know. Oh, well, it'll be great company, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I know we're kind of like half-kidding around here, but I got I, I actually do think that um, that that WWE missed uh, a great opportunity that would have financially benefited our boy the Stro uh, yeah. when they did the when they did the pay per view at Titan Towers because I still say the suggestion of having the Maestro just on one of the floors playing the piano while the yeah. fight was happening I still say that yeah. was one of the best ideas we ever came up with on this program I, it was an amazing idea amazing idea I could even see Stro <laughs> playing the music at the Hardy Compound. Whenever Matt Hardy has a match, like uh, to me, like that would oh, be perfect. Yeah. That show would be the <laughs> Dana Brooke not... segment they did, where she was trying to climb up the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> I, in, in all honesty, I expect at some point the WWE will turn around and say, "Wow, we really crapped the bed with WCW. Let's do like a reunion show on Raw," and they'll just ask all these random people that were part of WCW Nitro. And I expect that Stro will get the invitation, Stro, and and you'll and you'll be under no compete for ninety days, and we'll have to figure out what the hell we're going to do without you for twelve weeks. Uh, I could see that happening at some point. 
I, I could pull a Hogan and do like a Mr. America type thing and on the air. <laughs> there you go. Swear the mask. Okay, yeah. Now, now I um. <laughs> see, I want Stro to come back just on his own. For the for the WCW reunion, I I'm only interested if it's going to be led by Chuck Palumbo, the most threatening of all the people that could come over from WCW, because I know that when I think of an intimidating invasion, I think of Chuck Palumbo. I'm thinking Tank Abbott. I'm thinking uh, Norris. Like, I, there's, there's so many, like, I don't know. I, Can we get by the way, I, I, I... Well, he wasn't WCW, was he? He was. Gilbert was in WCW? I I thought at the end. I don't know. I Things could be running together for me. Yeah, I... I mean, maybe he did. I, he might have at some point. I, I, I thought he was just WWF. Stro, was Dwayne, was Dwayne Gilbert there with you guys? Do you know? I, he wasn't there when I was there. No, I, I don't I think don't he was. He might have been there in the early Attitude Era, like or early, like, mid-90s. I don't remember yeah. him, though. I, Barry Horowitz. Well, th- things could do, be right? running together. Yeah. Things could be running together. I, I mean, I really don't. Don't quote me on this one. By the way, I, I don't know if you guys saw. I, I I've been getting the updates for a while, and I kept forgetting to mention it. But um, Brad Lodi Kane, uh, you know Lenny and Lodi, uh, that was it, right? Lodi, I think it was Lodi. Um, he he's been having some health trouble. I know, like he had to have like part of his foot amputated and stuff like that. So if you guys could keep him in your yeah. prayers, I he's on my Facebook feed. Uh, we, we used to talk a lot. I I um at some point I kind of. Uh, lost touch with him, but I still see the stuff. You know, he's uh, mm-hmm. he's been going through some rough rough times. Definitely praying for him. Yeah, yeah. He always seemed like he was a nice guy, Stro. Oh, he, oh, he's always been good, good guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of another guy like they could have done so much more with, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. But the standards well, the, and practices was pretty good. Had potential, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, that's there. right. Yeah. I always thought the standards and practices thing was pretty cool because, like, they were countering WWE's attitude area, you know, with, like, we're trying to, like, tone it down and not be like that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, speaking of toning it down, I, I'm not going to tone it down, guys. I'm going to tone it up. I'm going to turn it way up, and we're going to welcome on Malcolm. What is going on, brother? Hey, how you doing, uh, Brady? Hey, man, good. You, you sound very low-key tonight. Yeah, are um, you out of breath? I'm saving my energy for Saturday night, man. Sid Vicious, Mario Mancini, uh, Paul Roman, uh, Young Stallion. Uh, I'm going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going crazy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Brady, I'm gonna hold up the sign. He's tight. He's pumped. Brady Hitt yeah. uh is one of my best friends and I can have as many best friends as I want and pop a stroke. That's right, brother. That's right. What about Ray? Is he one of your best friends? Oh yeah, Ray's on there, Derek's on there. I just I'll be damned. I, I got some good news, Brady. All right. 
I didn't know how much I yeah. had my checking account. I got enough, more than enough to get me a brand. I've had this damn laptop I bought San Bernardino Best Buy April of 2017. It's breaking down. Get me a brand new laptop. I'm going nice. Filing, baby. Supposed to meet you'll never be the same again. <laughs> so your your laptop's breaking down after three years. Yeah, it's life it's on the road, man. Dude. Okay. Did you um, buy it uh, used normal. when you bought it? Um, <laughs> I bought it. I don't know. I bought it because my uncle Greg's computer was falling apart and. I was going to okay. get new and give him my old one. Yeah. He got my old one, and I got stuck with this lemon. Okay, Mal- Malcolm, I'm going to ask you something, and I'm just going to need you to not take offense. I'm not taking offense. Okay. Do you watch a lot yet. of pornography? <laughs> Do I watch what? Do you watch a pornography? lot of pornography? Because, like, that would be the no, only explanation. I, I don't watch pornography at all, but there is a site... Um, a guy in Southern California site. Starts with and a it site. Have, it does have nudity on the site. But that's not the reason I watch the site, and he knows it. They got this real cool. <laughs> you go for their article. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> like a I'm Batman. sorry, Doc. The I'm story just is like the old Batman show, yeah. and I just love okay. that. You know, I'm a little Batman, so, you know. But they have naked um, people on the site? Well, they have some nudes, you know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of like this. Now I could stand in in front of nude people, and I could just look in. If I was in love with a lady, I'd just look at her face. I wouldn't pay attention to anything else. I can just totally focus. That sounds like, like that. the opposite of me in college. Not <laughs> Brady. <laughs> I called you. They had their clothes on, and I had to look. On this planet, man. <laughs> This is the only time I get to talk to you. Yeah, brother, I miss you. Know, you. I, I look forward to it, too. I don't care about all that wrestling stuff, you know, all those arguments. Oh, this guy wrestles this guy too much. Or, uh, this guy, uh, I don't like his style or that garbage. You know? Brady, these guys, they spend time in the gym. Papa's Joe's like that. They they go through routines, you know, and they try to give us the best show they can. If you can't find mm-hmm. respect for that man, go see a shrink, you know. But what do you, what do you think about like a legend like Jim Cornette who trashes the wrestlers today? Oh God, I want to meet Jim Cornette so bad. I'm going to tell Jim, you better stand back because I loved it when he used the racket at the Midnight Express. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for it. I can vouch for I'm one of the few people who picked up both Jimmy Hart and Jim Cornette in an airport. And, yes, Jimmy Hart carries his megaphone as a carry-on because he's afraid if he checks it, he's going to end up without it. And uh, and he has a few of them. And uh, Jim Cornette is the same way with the tennis racket. He goes everywhere with it. Well, I love Jimmy Hart. I think Jimmy Hart's one of the coolest guys. He was a lead singer. I think he was a lead singer. He was one of the backup singers. The Gentry. Keep on dancing, Keep on dancing baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told Jimmy I love you know, eating a hard at Rick Springfield. I love crank it up for the you, young stallions. I mean, Jimmy's got you, one of the coolest singing voices in the world. 
You know, Jimmy Hart gave me one of the best pieces of advice I ever heard in professional wrestling. Uh, when I was kind of starting out commentary, Malcolm, he said to me, he said, uh, Brady, when you do a show, and I, I apologize if my, if my impression isn't great, but he's just like, Brady, when you do a show, you remember, you dress up for that show. Because if you show up looking like somebody in the crowd, you're going to end up in the crowd, baby. And that's what he said. And it was true. If you're working a show, you should not come dressed like everybody else, at the, like, like a person in the crowd. You should look well, special. You should look like you're part of the show. Well, Malcolm, I'm, when you walk into I'm, a room, you're not dressed like anybody else. You got the snake, you got the sunglasses, the crazy you know, ass jacket. The U.S. Army veteran, military, U.S. Army veterans got baseball cap mm-hmm. on my head, and my hair is short, and I'm wearing my Hulk Hogan either T-shirt or jacket that I got at his beach shop or got from the WWE. That's shop. right. Yeah. But and you got the jacket for everybody to, to sign. Yeah, you know, well, I'm not going to get the jacket signed. I want to wear that sucker, man. That's Hulkamania. Yeah, take that. There you go, brother. I was watching Suburban Commando. I was watching Suburban (laughs) Commando last night saying, man, I missed this movie. Don't you love the part where he goes, it's a K7, K97 uh, box. I'll get you out, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised. I'm surprised you're not watching No Holds Barred in honor of Zeus. Well, I've been watching. Uh, I know Joan Severance. She she loved doing that movie. I met Joan Severance. She used to do. Okay. Before they had the Black You heard Scorpion about Zeus, right? She did both. Did you hear Black about Zeus? Huh? Yeah. Did you hear about Zeus? Yeah, I was so sad. You know, it yeah. was so funny. We got to tell you this if you like if you like it. We were at the Hollywood show next to John Schneider, Bo Duke of the Dukes of Hazard. Okay, and I got the tiny listener to sign this eight by ten of the NWO. And 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 tiny uh, I I got these from Kirk White and sold them for me for twenty five dollars. They're yellow trunks that Hulk Hogan had never wore. And I got Art Toms of the Raiders to put two Malcolm, you know, Art Toms of the Raiders. And then I uh-huh. had, um Hulk Hogan's signature was already on there. And mm-hmm. I asked mm-hmm. Tiny, would you sign mm-hmm. these trunks? Eh, I'm going to sign nobody's nasty underwear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try to sign mm-hmm. nasty underwear. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do when Malkamania <laughs> runs wild on you, brother? Watch George. <laughs> oh, Brady, I got my fingers crossed. Tony Capone said, Malcolm, I'm going to have somebody that was a former WWF champion at this event. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm praying it's red and yellow because I've been going through a Hulkamania withdrawal from a little over two years since I was in his beat shop. That'd be amazing. Oh, I would God, be shocked. They better get a straight jacket, so I'm going to totally explode. I'll go through that feeling. <laughs> but I think Hulk Hogan, people can say what they want about him, but he's not only a good actor. No, I take that back. He's not only a great actor, but he is one of the best wrestlers ever, you know, if not the best. Uh, I think Ric Flair, as far as champions and John Cena, they deserve to be number one. But Hulk Hogan, as far as popularity, he, he, he steals popularity for me. Him and Piper. Bigger than Stone Cold? You know, i tell you what, Brady. Be- Saturday night, yeah. the pay-per-view, Fight TV people, they better get ready because the mega powers are going to be reunited. One night, <laughs> December 19th, at the Ocean Center at Daytona Beach. Yeah. 
And, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Even though he's not there, I'm representing you. <laughs> I'm telling you, he was one of the coolest guys. I talked to him on the phone and I met him for THC. <laughs> Great to talk to you, Malcolm. You're the man. <laughs> you play that that night, I was like, and then something else, Brady. I Can you cut a promo for me as Hulk Hogan? What's that? Can you cut a promo for me as Hulk Hogan? Okay. Act like you have a match with Brady Hicks. Act like you have a match with Brady Hicks coming up. Brady Hicks is going to take on the holster tonight, man. The 24th Python. The training. The save your prayers. Save your vitamins. The believing in the Hulkamanian. The flag is God above, brother. And what's it going to do when these two great wrestlers collide and destroy you, brother? Well, you heard it here first. Hulk Hogan making his way down to the ring. I love it, Malcolm. Thank you so much, brother. (laughs) You're the man, dude. I could just play this all night and listen to you. I think Ray could, too. Remember when Hulk Hogan did that weird Australian tour? (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that. Take care, Malcolm. I love you, brother. I forgot all about that. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> I was just trying to pull up the newswire because they're really, like, it is so quiet out there. Pay-per-views this Sunday. TLC. I mean, I don't know. This whole year has been weird. Like, I feel like the Royal Rumble was, like, the highlight for me. And mm-hmm. I can't believe that it's already time for another Royal Rumble, right? Like, it's it's literally around the corner. Like, nothing yeah. else this year. I guess WrestleMania was cool because it was different, because it was like nobody was there. I don't know. Just the whole year just kind of felt like not real. And it's almost like the Royal Rumble is an opportunity to kind of reset that. You know what I just realized? I muted Ray instead of Malcolm. I apologize, Ray. I thought you were being unusually (laughs) quiet on me. Sorry about that. (laughs) Oh, man. The best part about you muting me, though, is that, like, I don't have a way to tell you that you've muted me because, like, you're running the show, so, like, you're not really checking your phone. I mean, you can text me, but I won't see it, yeah. Yeah. I just realized, like, like, it's pretty odd for Ray to not answer, like, four things that I ask. So, like, I have to just kind of sit there and wait for you to figure it out. (laughs) Hey, you know, so um, I've done literally like three-minute intros to the show before I realized that I was talking and nobody heard me. So I'm going to go ahead and spare you any more commentary on that particular aspect. Um, <laughs> I uh, I mean, I don't think it's abnormal for you to think that, that, that Royal Rumble was the best show because it was the last time we had a real show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that February right. show, that February show is always kind of a low point, so that one doesn't... I was you know, there for that, so, like, I guess it was cool, but 
you know, it wasn't the Royal Rumble. And actually, all their stars weren't even there. It was like, the main event was like, weird. It was like the, I think it was the women's one. Sorry, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Maybe no, no, it's fine, but like, was it? Well, I, I mean, it was like, it was like Braun Strowman against like, Sami Zayn and like that crew for the Intercontinental title, like the handicap match. It was the tag team ha- ha- elimination chamber. It was the uh, the women's elimination chamber. And I don't remember what else was on the show. I I don't know what could have main evented it. Because like, neither champion was there. Like Brock wasn't there. I'll look this up. I'm looking now. Yeah, WWE. Get, yeah, we're gonna get the elimination. We're gonna get the the crack production staff on it. You know, I I I took so many <laughs> pictures of Lib Morgan's butt that I don't remember anything except for that. Because I was literally positioned right behind her. Kathy got so mad at me too, because that's all I did. I had like hundred pictures of that. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. So the main event was actually the women's elimination chamber. I was right. That was uh, Shayna Baszler. Um, the, tr- the 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 handicap match was the semi-main. Uh, prior to that, it was the Street Profits against Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Uh, Alistair Black against AJ Styles. <laughs> the tag team oh, elimination wow. chamber. Uh Andrade against Humberto Carrillo, Daniel Bryan against Drew Gulak by technical submission, and the Viking Raiders against Hawkins and Ryder. That was the show. That's just that's such a weird show. No main ev- there was no main event really. Like there there was no like proper main eventer there. Yeah, that's In fact to count God, it, I'm just a... counting it up right now. Daniel Bryan um, the Miz, Kofi Kingston, AJ Styles. I'm just counting up former world champions up to that point. Seth Rollins were the only former world champions on the show. Five. That's crazy. That's and the thing is, I mean, that's not actually not. A, if you just listed those names, that wouldn't be all that bad of a card. But like, it just wasn't. There just wasn't much there. But it's because it, 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 none of them really fought anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's good, but it's, yeah. it's that it's that weird February show. So I mean, really, the last time we had a real show was the Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's funny because um, I went to that show. I actually sat there. Uh, Kevin McIlvaney on one side and Kathy on the other, and um, the, the stadium was full. And I think it was three days later they started with the, you know, we got to quarantine, we got to get inside. This thing's in the air. It's gonna don't open your windows. It'll come in and get you. You know. So that was a uh, yeah. But at least I had a lot of pictures of Liv Morgan to get me through it. So we did good. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You know, big you know, we're I in a bit a of a wrestling photographer after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in a bit of a mm-hmm. wall wrestling-wise, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Did you know mm-hmm. that O.J. Simpson has released 
uh, officially licensed O.J. Simpson quarantine masks. <laughs> oh, wow. I definitely purchased one. Because he's innocent, <laughs> so it's fine. You should get it. He's <laughs> found innocent in the eyes of the law. We need a we need a real wrestling show again. I don't know. Okay. You need a real list, you said? Of what? No, a real wrestling show again. We need a real wrestling show. Oh, a real show wrestling again. show. I think you said a real list. We need a real wrestling. Well we mm-hmm. hey, we can use a real list too. Make a list. <laughs> you know, I don't know. How do you I think our know. callers are celebrating the holiday? Uh, by not calling us, apparently. That's <laughs> <laughs> 914-338-1885. Uh, Taurus tell me to put her on. You're not there, Tora. Call back. You're not on. <laughs> on the board. <laughs> you are not on the board. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Tora's not there, but guess who is, guys? Oh, Tora is there. All right. Uh, Tora... Tora then Dustin. What's going on, Tora? Hey. Hi. What's up, girl? How's your mom? Did you find your mom? Yes, we found her. Where was she? Tell me right where you're at. At the hospital. Oh, okay. Was she, like, a patient or was she just, like, hanging out? Patient. Is she okay, though? Yeah, she's okay. Good. Good, good, good. She didn't get coronavirus while she was in the hospital, did she? Because I know that happens No, because she already had a coronavirus before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I she was saying to Kelly, I, would, I think I would like to get it so that I never have to worry about it and I can just ignore everything. Mm. That sounds like ideal. Yeah. Maybe in like January, you know, right after the holiday. I got nothing going on, right? You know, I can, uh, hell, I'm staying inside anyway. Yeah. What's going on, Tora? I'm just ready for Christmas to be over with. Ready for it to be over? I'm ready for it to start. It's. It's December 15th. Because I got to do all this cooking by myself. No, you don't. What happened to the French fry research? You just go get French fries for Christmas. <laughs> French fries. <laughs> that would be a great Christmas, by the way. Oh. Yeah, this is gorgeous, gorgeous French fries. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Brady comes downstairs in his footy pajamas. There's a bunch of stockings with various French fries hung all over the place. Oh, I would love it. Brady says, like clapping his hands (laughs) and like dancing kind of, like side to side, like a gnome. Try all of them. That'd be good. I I would actually kind of want to partake in that ceremony. Bori, can you send us some French fries? Yes. Okay. Oh, right. That's good. Just gonna, Tori, I, you like know the cur- I like the curly <laughs> fries, Tora, so make sure you get some of those in there. Oh, 
Better than Crinkle? Oh, I will. You know what? I'm a fan. They got, of, I, um, I like the, they got, I like the um, steak fried. Oh, steak fries. fries. Steak fries are great. Especially with steak. <laughs> you know what's funny, Tora? I I um I went to the the, the mall tonight for my um my shoot job. Cuz believe it or not, uh, in the room isn't my full-time job. So I I was um I was at the mall um covering for a client, you know, meeting with a client and um I went in the food court tour, and they, for my convenience, they put up a sign. For my convenience, Torah, they got rid of all the tables and all the chairs in the food court. But the restaurants are open. So for my convenience, oh, wow. I can watch a 400-pound lady sit on a bench and try and eat her Chick-fil-A uh, with a family right next to her. That's for my convenience. And, I, and I'm very grateful that, they're, that they have my convenience in mind when they took away all the tables and all the chairs. And I wasn't even able to get ketchup packets. She had to put ketchup directly on my fries tour, which I hate putting ketchup directly on the fries. I'm a dipper. I'm not a spreader. Who isn't? Uh, well, but no, you can't. You're not. No, that's 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 barbaric. What? Uh-huh. Spreading is barbaric, right? It, well, yes, in most you gotta, circumstances. You got to yes. dip that. Yeah. You got to dip. You got to dip. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you this. My favorite, um, and it sounds like maybe you're still living through this. I'm not because I live in uh, still fairly normal state. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite things from the um, from the the like the height of the of the uh, safety hysteria mm-hmm. was when you would go to a fast food restaurant. And you would drive through, and you would say, "Can I get some ketchup packets for my fries?" And the fast food worker would take the ketchup packets and place them in a little sanitary bag, and then, <laughs> and then they would drop the bag in with your food, thus contaminating everything. Via the bag. <laughs> tell me they at least tell me there was at least some bleach in the bag with the with the French fry with the uh, ketchup. God, you could only hope. That was one of my that was one of my favorite things. That was yeah. one of my absolute favorite things. That and yeah. um and and you still get this. So I I no I don't eat Taco Bell. Um, I have yeah I don't either. I, have to, I had it once I, in my life. Yeah, but I I was I was asked to stop by a friend of mine and pick it up for her uh, on my way back to that to my job that I ostensibly work at. Um, mm-hmm. And I uh, meet Tora. By the way, I'm tired of listening to her. Um, I um. If you go through the Taco Bell drive-thru, mm-hmm. what you do, you mm-hmm. okay, if you pay with money, mm-hmm. they hand you a cup to put the money in, and then they use their hand to take the money out of the cup and then put it in the register. Oh, but I appreciate you getting me paid. <laughs> 
that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That's wacky. Yeah. Got anything else, Tori? Um, things are going great. My daughter starts school in January. None of us. Okay. First grade already? Not first grade, six. I know. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm but only the kidding. Thing Tora. Is that, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> she started her um, thesis. Period. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> is it a heavy flow? <laughs> Well, she didn't like it. She didn't, well, okay. I, I mean, there are some people who really are, like, in love with the idea. So, you think she'll get used to it? She's going to have to get used to it. She No, okay. Well, I mean, she doesn't have to. That's, there's another option there. Yeah. Unless you don't if want I, that uh, get it fixed. Unless if I get it fixed, so that uh, she wouldn't have it. Wait, why would you get it fixed though? She's only. Why are we talking about this? She's only twelve. Right. That's about the time. I was fourteen when I had mine. Okay. When you had your I still kid, haven't had mine. I had think something's thing. wrong with me. Yeah, Brady, you should get that looked at. <laughs> Call Dr. Zayas. <laughs> Dr. Zayas. I need a Dr. Zayas. Hey, how you know Dr. Zink? Zink? Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, it's one of the, the elements on the periodic table. About it. <laughs> Did you say zinc or zinc? Zinc. Zinc I learned about uh, in, I believe it was chemistry, uh, my junior year of high school. That's how I knew about zinc. How well, that's the doctor named Dr. Zinc. That's the doctor named Dr. Zinc in my hometown. Uh, maybe it was sophomore year. It might have been sophomore year. I was going to say, yeah, that's. Like, unless yeah. you took, like, the slow kid integrated No, because I took class. physics in junior year. That's right. So I took biology, then chemistry, then physics. And then senior year, now, see, I believe I was able to opt out. Now, see... Um, because I hated... I, you're, you're not going to believe this, Brady. Um, I took one look at the physics textbook, and I said, <laughs> no. And I decided to take AP Biology instead because that was just okay. memorizing things, and I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of physics. physics I, I like took cool. calculus at the same time, and I actually like calculus better. So that tells me that I just like the numbers. I don't actually like the scientific concepts. So anyway, Tor, it was great to talk to you. Take care, Tor. Yeah, it's great, Tor. Yeah, it's great talking to you guys. Drunk show in two weeks, Tora. I'm going to be lit. Are you? You bet. Talk to you later, Tora. Tell your daughter good luck with her period. (laughs) 
What were you saying? In, wait, in two weeks? Yeah, the 20, uh, 29th. Yep. I thought... Oh, it can't... I can't do the drunk show before Christmas. It'll be nuts. Okay. Now, I mean, I, I do it then because I'm off and most of my teacher friends are off and it just works out better that way. Okay. No, for some reason, it just seems late. That's all. Yeah. Now, it's usually that last, uh, you know, between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. There might have been one year we did it before, but that made for a miserable Christmas Eve. <laughs> As you can imagine. I cannot. I hey, um... What's going on, Dustin? <clears throat> uh, it's not been a good I, uh not, not been good. What's good going on? Are you, well, you now? Hold on. You you were in a coma and you you came out of that okay. How's your health been? Well, it's not me. It's just uh, I have had some family problems going on. Uh, my uncle Mark passed away on the third, and then on the fourth, my dad had a massive heart attack. Oh my God! Are you back in Texas? Uh, I didn't go home for that. Okay. Because I'm. Just Are you going to go home? Probably not, because coronavirus is uh, there. There, there, there's already already fifteen thousand cases in Dallas. No one cares. Yeah, but you're from Willis Point, right? So. Well, it's just the fact that well, it's just uh, the state of Texas itself has so many coronavirus cases. That's why I'm not going back. Doesn't Florida have a lot too? Well, yeah, but I've been staying. I've been doing the things to keep myself safe. I got you. Yeah, me too. Like not talking to anybody or looking at anybody. I um I don't wear here's here's the thing. I um I don't wear a mask anywhere and I just go about my life and like I go into buildings and businesses and um and I'm fine. So Well you're lucky uh, enough that like they're not gonna kick you out for doing that. You know, like here you can't do that. Um oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna level with you. There are there have been businesses that have uh that it, there's been signs that say no entry without a mask, and I just go in anyway. Yeah. Because um, yeah. like, here's the thing: realistic. But you know what they're not going to do? They're not going to kick me out. Um. And if they do, uh, you just take your business elsewhere. Yeah. Um. Last Friday was my birthday. That's right. How old are you now? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. You have not been calling in here for eight years, have you? Or seven years? Well, you know, I started you in probably 2015. Have. It's, it's been 2015. But I thought you were calling in when you had your 21st birthday. Uh, uh, Maybe not. All those years know. run together. Yeah, so, so it's been five years. So it's about, gotcha. I've been calling in. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Um <laughs> Tora's um Tora's daughter had her period. What did, what did you think when you heard that? Uh I'd rather not comment on that. Okay. Yeah, nobody wants to talk get, about that. It's it's like a taboo because, or something. 
because me and her have have spoken about it off the air, so I'd rather not talk about it. About her daughter's period. Yeah, she brought it up off on the phone with her. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Either. Okay. Dustin, yeah, when okay. did you start your when did you start your period? I'm not even gonna answer that. No. Don't dignify that. Have you been no. watching wrestling, Dustin? Nope. I haven't watched anything since since uh Drew McIntyre won title back. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, I re- uh, well, uh, well, actually, I've watched uh, like uh, highlights of some, some things here and there. I've watched a segment with uh, Bray Wyatt get put in that crate on fire and coming out as the fiend attacking Randy. That's all I saw. Okay. I got you. So, really, it just hasn't been a good you. time for me to watch wrestling. and watch wrestling right now. When is a good time to watch wrestling, you know? I try to watch it when I'm working, just because it's I'm kind of there anyway. Well, Bert, it's just the fact that I just have a lot going on, and I haven't been able to watch anything. Yeah. Yeah. So what else well, is going on? Uh, anything new? <laughs> uh, Bertie, were you surprised that, that uh, Kenny Omega won the title two weeks ago? Uh, no, not at all. I actually think it was a good decision. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised by that. The way the match was going, I, I was surprised. I, I really thought that John Marchie was going to retain. Hmm. Something different. If John Moxley lost, uh, if John Moxley beat Kenny Omega, like there'd be nobody else for him to fight. Well, they could have that big match with uh, with, uh, with MJF, have him face him again for the title because he's an inner circle. He already now. fought him now. Yeah, he already but, fought him. Well, was or, or Orange Cassidy. He can fight a John Boxley for the title. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, Dustin, in two weeks' time, we're going to be doing the Drunken Show. Am I going to get you to call in for that? I probably will be busy. I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> That's a great time. I yeah, I already, already uh, I was too busy. I'm sorry. I really am. The last part of uh, 2020, I'm always busy. Can I get you to record, like, a voicemail for us if I give you, like, a number? Like, wishing uh, us a Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas? I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll try. Like, I, I'm, I'm okay. real busy the last couple of days. I'll get that morning. to you. I'll get that to you. Okay. Well, I, All right, you I, got, I, I don't have Facebook anymore. Oh, okay. I feel like you have, like, six accounts on there, though. Well, well, okay. the one I've really used, my main one was hacked, so I can't, I can't get into it. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you remember, remember uh, that friend of mine used to have a call in called the uh, Diana, whatever her name was. Uh, well, I, I got yeah, a from yeah, her yeah, yeah. I got a message from her on Instagram. She was, she was like, uh, "Leave me alone. I, I, I want nothing to do with you." Is what she wrote me. Oh, okay. Hey man, I've been in, I, I I used to get that in college all the time. Well, it's just the fact that really, honestly, she thinks I still been doing things I'm not supposed to be, and it's that I haven't. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. No, it doesn't even sound like you. I I don't know why she would think that. It's been four years. Yeah. Yeah. I miss well, buddy, I guess I'll catch you next week. All right, brother. Take care. 
been fun. Yeah, that's that's really something. That's, uh... <laughs> he's he's interesting the way he's that like he said he's busy the rest what? of the month, and then he said I'll catch you next week. <laughs> well, <laughs> At least Tora brought some interesting points to the table, you know. I can't believe she still hasn't done the French fry research. I well, she's too busy with her daughter's period. And her mom getting lost at the hospital or misplaced. <laughs> I can't wait until next week when Derek's on the line and I bring up Tora's period. And he's going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> you know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. It'll be good to have him back. Yeah, he's, mm. he's doing Mr. Plow tonight, though. Or was oh, it Mr. the Plow, Plow King? I don't remember. He's got to be Mr. Plow. He's not the Plow King. (laughs) Barney was the Plow King, wasn't he? That would be me. I would would never (laughs) just drunkenly driving the Plow off the side of the road. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Homer! I gotta tell you, that was wow. That was actually really good. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Some practice uh, word for half my uh, adult life. Um, I can definitely see you shooting people's tires out like that. Because if you'll remember, <laughs> Barney pulls up and says, Oh, Homer. And then he, that's going to be a shame if he can't get out. And then he shoots his tires. Yeah, you can't get out, Homer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that's the kind of night it is. Kind of, kind of slow. I, the conversation's even slower. Uh, <laughs> But it was, uh, <laughs> I had fun as always <laughs> as we build toward Christmas, Christmas, and, uh, I'd imagine next week will be another magical show. And I'd imagine that the drunken episode will be, uh, I, I, for me, it's always great because I get to listen back to it and not remembering any of it. I, it's like, I get to be a listener for the first time. It's always pleasant to hear the kind of stuff that I bring up. <laughs> anyway I think we're about done right unless uh do you have anything that you wanted to uh to bring up for the masses no no I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say here's what I think we should do Brady I think yeah. you and I just uh we cut our mics and um let's let Papa Stroke close it out tonight <laughs> All right, but I got my plugs at the end. But <laughs> well, if nothing else, we'll uh, we'll go to Stro, right? So <laughs> all right. Yeah, why do you want, why are you trying to get rid of me, man? <laughs> I'm not. I just think it'd be a good change of pace. Like you can do your plugs, and then you could say, "All right, um, I'm too big for this," and then Stro take it away. <laughs> Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Thursday night, WCW Retro, com discussing the greatest match wrestlers in history, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then it's Friday night on my sci-fi horror show, The Stroh Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time on Facebook.com slash Stroh the Maestro at, min- at midnight. We'll be featuring none other than Scrooge from 1935. So please tune in. Thank you. Classic. I love oh, it. Classic. I love it. <laughs> 
thank you everybody for tuning in to In the Room tonight. Thank you to Colossal Mike Wall for giving us the time. Uh, and don't forget uh, to be sure to check out ECWA Pro Wrestling or ECWAWrestling.com. I forgot it's a new website. A uh, new show coming up in the new year. I, I haven't seen the schedule yet, but I'm very excited to uh, to get back at it with ECWA and Super Crazy Pro Wrestling as well. And uh, I'm available for bookings. Just hit me up, Brady, at VOCNation.com. Uh, thank you to all the callers. Tremendous time tonight, guys. And thank you to the greatest staff that I could ever ask for. Stro, Kathy, Ray, Derek, Matt, everybody. You guys are great. And uh, I cannot wait. Highlight of the week. I can't wait to uh, get back in two weeks' time for the drunken episode right here on VOC Nation. Everybody be sure to check out all the other great shows on VOCNation.com, including tomorrow night, Bill After making his Wrestling With History debut alongside Ken Resnick and voice of choice Bruce Wirt. Don't forget to look for a fresh episode of Obey the Puck Podcast, Sassy Steph, and uh, Shelly Martinez tomorrow as well. Lots of great stuff. Thursday, Stro Maestro, H-I-A-C, all that stuff, rock and roll on Saturday, and... Then we're back at it again on Monday with Wrestling With Problems. Uh, Also, be on the lookout for a brand new episode of Briscoe and Big Ace. As soon as uh, they drop the show, it'll be up on the network as well. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in tonight. Everybody, take care. Be good to each other. Stay warm. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.